Welcome to the Cadet Dome Podcast, where we explore the nature of reality, the primacy of consciousness, deliberate creation, and your personal empowerment. I'm going to do another installment on healthy relationship boundaries in this episode. Before we get into it, though, I want to clarify one important point. One thing you often hear in you know conversations about relationships and well-being is how important close relationships are in life, how important social connections are to your mental health, to your emotional health, to your physical well-being. You know, there's lots of research pointing to how relationships and social connections contribute a lot of good stuff <laughs> to your well-being, you know, including increasing your your lifespan, increasing your level of life satisfaction, and, and a number of other benefits that I talked about in episode 10. Now, there's an important qualifier to that that I want to put in emphasis here, you know, in, in big, bold letters. And that's that it's not that relationships are important or social connections are important. It's that healthy relationships and healthy social connections are important for your well-being. So before we get into, you know, how you go about forming and maintaining healthy boundaries in your relationships, I want to establish that point that where you put these habits to practice, these boundary formation and and boundary maintenance, you know, these practices of asserting yourself, expressing your needs, where you can put those behaviors to practice effectively is in healthy relationships. So it's important to highlight that and to bring your awareness to that. Now, healthy relationships and healthy social connections have a very long list of positive traits. They include mutual trust. You know, they are interactions that you feel safe and secure in, that you feel seen in. So you naturally feel you can trust the relationship. You can trust the individual and and you can be trusted in that relationship dynamic. They include constructive communication, you know, which includes healthy conflict resolution. So the communication that you have in healthy relationships is one that's forward moving, is one that is open, that is collaborative, that is transparent, that is supportive, you know, that lifts you up essentially. Healthy relationships and social connections include awareness and acceptance of one another's humanity. So you're awake to your own limits in the relationship and you're awake to the other person's humanity in in the relationship. You know, people make mistakes. People can, you know, get something wrong. And that's okay. That that tendency to, to create error, to make errors is natural in the human experience. So in healthy relationships, there's a natural awareness of and acceptance of one another's humanity in that way. Healthy relationships also include empathy. You know, you understand the other person's perspective and experiences, just have they have that empathic understanding of you and your experiences. They also include affection and respect. You know, one of my favorite definitions about boundaries comes from Pia Melody's work, and it's that, you know, boundaries are at a minimum about respect for one another. And when you extend beyond that, they turn into warm regard. So that affection and respect that is present in healthy relationships and he- healthy social connections is reflective of healthy boundaries. There is an inherent respectfulness 
within the dynamics towards one another. Healthy relationships and healthy social connections are also flexible. They are reciprocal. They reflect mutual support. They reflect growth and learning. They reflect openness, honesty, and vulnerability. Again, that comes back to that sense of mutual trust and safety that's there in the relationship. It allows you to be open. It allows you to be honest. It allows you to be vulnerable. It respects your individuality and your autonomy, your right to be you, just as you in the relationship respect the other person's individuality and autonomy, their right to be who they are. So these are the qualities that result in the many benefits you hear or read about when it comes to healthy relationships and healthy social connections and how they contribute positively to your mental health, to your emotional health, to your physical well-being and the like. In a nutshell, I describe healthy relationships and healthy social connections as life-affirming and life-rich. You'll often hear me use those words to describe dynamics and contexts and you know behavioral and emotional habits that are rich in positive energy. That is a characteristic of healthy relationships and healthy social connections. They are rich in positive energy. It's why you feel good when you are interacting with people who bring that mutuality to the table and where you're contributing that same kind of uplifting energy into the dynamic. So, you know, healthy relationships and healthy social connections, they add life to you, to your experiences. Now, before getting into how you form and maintain healthy boundaries in your relationships, I want to reiterate the first step that I discussed in episode 10. And that's that you have to start by integrating the belief and creating the mindset that it's perfectly okay and appropriate to set limits, you know, to say no to something or someone and assert and reinforce your boundaries as you need to. You want to integrate the perspective that boundaries are an act of self-love, that they're healthy and they're good for everyone. That's your starting point because the moment you accept that boundaries are good, that setting boundaries are healthy and natural and appropriate at an unconscious level, all of the emotional load associated with, you know, having to say no to requests and the like goes away because you have a deep acceptance that it's natural to have boundaries. Just like a cell has a cellular membrane that keeps its inner content intact that allows that cell to be an individual cell. Human beings have energetic membranes, if you will, these psycho-emotional boundaries, these limits that help to protect the integrity of the uniqueness of that human individual. So that's one of the first starting points that I addressed in episode 10. Now, you set boundaries to honor and protect your inner self, your internal universe of wants, needs, desires, beliefs, values, emotions, and all of that good stuff that makes you the unique and valuable human being that you are needs to be protected. Your needs matter. Your dreams matter. Your time matters. Your energy and your resources matter. Your life force matters. Who you are, everything that you are is important. And so boundaries allow you to protect all of these different aspects of your humanity 
and embodied existence and all of these aspects of your being your needs your desires your beliefs your emotions everything that you are is absolutely worthy of respect of dignity of time of attention of love so you set boundaries to honor and protect all of that you set boundaries to protect your personal space to protect your psychological space the space of your thoughts your perspectives your memories your beliefs you set boundaries to protect your emotional space and your emotional energy you set boundaries to protect your physical possessions your belongings your physical environment your physical space you set boundaries to protect your time you set boundaries to protect your energy your life force the creative currency of your experiences and achievements essentially it's by setting limits and reinforcing them in your contact with yourself and in your, in your contact with others that you maintain the integrity and authenticity of your being and this is an important thing what allows you to really enjoy your life and your moments is the freedom to be yourself is the freedom to authentically be who you are you know no masks no pretenses no exaggerations no diminishments just that freedom to be you in your wholeness to be fully expressed in your relationships in your interactions is important is an important part of being a fully self-actualized human being that freedom to be you in part comes from having healthy boundaries you maintain your self-esteem when you have boundaries you maintain your self-respect your value and worth your confidence and your overall energy levels by forming and maintaining healthy boundaries in the ways that you relate to yourself and in the ways that you relate to others you're able to enjoy your life you're able to enjoy your experiences you're able to have the energy that you need to create the outcomes that you want to create so having healthy boundaries in your relationships is what allows you to experience more inner peace to have a sense of safety in your day-to-day experience you know to, to look forward to the moments that are in front of you because you're expressing your needs and wants because you're communicating your needs after knowing what they are because you're setting clear expectations and putting limits where you need to in your relationship with others you naturally experience more inner peace and have a pervasive feeling of being safe in your world healthy boundaries also translate into you having time and energy to direct toward the things that are important to you because you're attuned to what your values your personal needs and your wants are you're attuned to your energy levels and reserves because you have that inner awareness you can tell if you have the time energy or a resource to give to someone or something you decide that you choose when to show up for others you choose when to show up for yourself you choose when to put your needs first or when to put someone else's needs first so healthy boundaries allow you to show up for yourself they allow you to choose when to show up for others they indicate that you are comfortable establishing your personal ground rules for co-creating healthy relationship experiences with the people in your life healthy boundaries mean that you know what the lines are for you around 
what kinds of energy and behaviors you're receptive to from others and what kinds of energy and behaviors you're not receptive to from others. So that awareness, that understanding of, you know, what you value, what you prefer, what you're comfortable with, and all the like, is really the starting point of forming and maintaining your healthy boundaries in your relationships. Now, in terms of asserting your boundaries, you're going to need different levels of boundary setting and boundary reinforcing habits. You know, with people with whom you have limited or infrequent interactions, you likely won't need to exert much effort to set and reinforce limits because you don't see these individuals regularly because you don't come into contact with them with any kind of frequency. You can choose to just, you know, dismiss unwanted behavior or you can choose to address it. But the frequency of that communication won't require as much effort as with, you know, people with whom you have frequent contact or interactions with. So with individuals like family members or close friends or coworkers, your boundary setting and reinforcement habits are likely going to be ones that you have to revisit and maybe revise over time. So your approach to setting boundaries and reinforcing them will vary depending on the nature of the relationship. Boundary setting isn't really a set it and forget it type of habit. Because relationships are dynamic and healthy boundaries are flexible, you do have to stay attentive to your interactions with others and you do have to become comfortable with having to set and reinforce limits while also keeping in mind that you know the people that you are in close contact with also have their own needs for boundaries within the relationship dynamic. You know, I do want to reiterate here that setting boundaries is really what brings your power of choice in all of your relationships to the forefront of your experiences. You exercise your choice to say yes or no to the requests that come your way from others. You have that right. You have that right to set those limits, to determine and express what's allowable to you in your experience, what types of behaviors are okay and what types of behaviors aren't okay. So forming and maintaining healthy boundaries is both a passive and active process. With some people, your boundaries are easily known to them. Some people will be good at reading your nonverbal signals and cues. They'll be good at communicating their own boundaries to you so that you're able to respond to their signals and cues. In those instances, the relationship boundaries are naturally established through your repeated contact with one another as you learn about each other, as you communicate, you know, in your interactions, and as you read one another's nonverbal signals and cues, those boundaries between you are, are naturally formed. So some relationships won't need the same kind of boundary setting habits and boundary reinforcing habits that other types of relationships will need. In other relationship dynamics, you'll have to be active about setting boundaries Setting boundaries actively in those instances is a two-step process where you use the power of your self-awareness to tune into your needs, to tune into your wants, 
to tune into how the specific relationship impacts you. So in those relationship dynamics where, you know, it's evident to you that you need to set boundaries because your nonverbal signals and cues aren't really getting picked up on, you do have to communicate, you do have to articulate the limits that you need to set. In those relationships, you want to start by getting to know your own experience of the relationship first. Through some self-reflection, you want to start by assessing where things are, how things feel, and how things have been feeling to you. You want to bring that conscious awareness into it so that you're bringing an objective lens to what you're eventually going to communicate to the individual in the relationship. This is an important piece. When it comes to boundary setting, you don't want to do like unconscious reactive boundary setting attempts. Those won't be effective. You don't want to create triggered responses in the in your efforts to forming and maintaining healthy boundaries. To form and maintain healthy boundaries, you want to come at it from a conscious, thought out approach. You know, you want to bring sort of your rational, objective mind into the conversation. So if you have relationships where it's evident to you that you need to set some boundaries, where you need to establish some clear boundaries, take time to self-reflect. Take time to organize your thoughts. Take time to reflect on the experiences that you've been having. Take time to discharge any buildup of emotional material you may have around that relationship so that when you start communicating your needs, when you start communicating the limits that you want to set, you're coming at it from an objective, calm, reflective place. Communication is a thousand percent more effective when you're coming at it from that angle than when you are, you know, sort of reacting in the moment. So give yourself time to reflect on your experience. And once you have reflected on the relationship, once you've reflected on, you know, what are the behaviors that you want to set limits around? What are the new boundaries you want to establish? Once you have that formulated in front of yourself, you can start to communicate the boundaries you need to set and reinforce. You actively shape the relationships you're a part of through communication. And the more that communication is constructive, the more effective it will be, the more your ability to shape the relationship in a way that's healthy and comfortable for you will be effective. So that active boundary setting practice takes both your self-awareness and effective communication to begin to create those lines of yeses and nos in the relationship dynamic. And likewise, in that process, you can create space for understanding what the other person's needs are around boundaries so that if that's not clear to you, you can begin to bring that into clarity as well. So the active process of setting boundaries does require some effort on your part. It does require some self-awareness, some communication, and it may even require repeated communication depending on the individual that you are in relationship with. Now, I do want to focus a bit more on the self-awareness piece in that active boundary setting process I was just describing. Paying attention to how you feel after coming into contact with those in your life really is key to establishing healthy boundaries. And this is that self-awareness piece. You already have an inner alert system. You know, your gut instincts, your intuition are in the background, monitoring 
the impact others have on you psychologically, emotionally, energetically, physically. At an unconscious level, there is a part of you. There is a part of your intelligence. There is a part of your biological system, your psychology, that is already registering how others feel to you, how their behaviors feel to you, how their words land, how their energy feels to you, and the like, when you come into contact with them. So you have this ongoing sense of, I like this, or I don't like this, happening in every interaction that you have. That, I like this, I don't like this feeling, is being formed in the background by your gut instincts, by your intuition, by these sort of inner alert systems that are there to help keep the integrity of your being. So you don't actually have to overthink or overanalyze your relationships. That self-awareness piece isn't about overthinking or, you know, being overly analytical about your relationship experiences. The self-awareness piece is about tuning into the data that's already been registered by orienting your attention inward, by tuning into how you feel before coming into contact with someone or after coming into contact with those in your life, you'll have a sense for whether or not there is a need to establish boundaries. It really is this attentiveness to your gut and intuition that lets you assess that need to form and maintain boundaries. So that system is already there. Now, as far as the boundaries you do need to establish, they could be on any of the types of boundaries I've already described. So it could be a need to protect your personal space. It could be a need to protect your you know, physical belongings. It could be establishing boundaries to protect your emotional energy. It could be boundaries to protect your psychological space. So it could be on any number of facets in, in your experience. You could be addressing behaviors like, hey, you know, I would prefer it if you knocked before coming into my space, before coming into my office, or before coming into this room. Or, you know, you may need to be addressing uh, setting a limit to protect your emotional energy, in which case you'd be saying something like, oh, you know what, I don't feel comfortable answering that, that's your decision. Or I don't feel comfortable chiming in in that, that's an arena for a therapist. Or something along that line where you're saying, you know, no, that's not for me to contribute my emotional energy into. Or the boundary that you end up setting could actually end up being about deciding to bring the friendship or the relationship to an end because that's what you realize upon self-reflection. So boundary setting can land on any number of those areas. And it's that self-reflection and self-awareness that allows you to determine where boundaries are needed. As far as communicating your boundaries go, it's really up to you to decide on how much you want to disclose to those in your life about why you're setting a boundary. It's up to you to decide your comfort level in what you share with others. Whether you want to talk about how you've been feeling or not is entirely up to you. You're not obligated to explain your boundaries, to explain why you're setting those limits. If it's an ongoing relationship that you want to maintain, communicating what your needs are sharing you know where you're coming from in a respectful way will help grow that relationship now some people will be receptive to the boundaries that you set to the boundaries the limits that you communicate and they will remember to respect them some people have that maturity have that psychological and emotional maturity to be receptive to feedback that will you know help to improve the relationship dynamic others may not have a healthy map of 
respectful relationships. They may not have the psychological or emotional maturity to be receptive to that kind of input. So you may have to keep reinforcing the limits you've set. You know, they might forget, they might feel offended by it or whatever the case may be. You might have to keep reinforcing the limit that you've set in that instance. Now, while you can't control how others respond to the boundaries you set, you are always within your power to keep setting and reinforcing them or to remove them or change them if you need to. Boundaries are as dynamic and flexible as you create them to be. While some relationships will need firm boundaries that you keep in place to, you know, protect yourself, to keep that psychological and emotional integrity, to keep the integrity of your authentic self in place, other relationships will need flexible ones as you and those you are in relationship with grow and evolve together over time. So forming and maintaining boundaries isn't a, you know, cookie cutter. There isn't a cookie cutter approach to forming and maintaining healthy boundaries. You have to assess each relationship and, you know, the psychological and emotional maturity that's there both from yourself and from the other person or from the other people and adjust the boundaries accordingly. One last point that I do want to emphasize here that I want to highlight here is that healthy relationships are not recurring causes of stress and distress. Healthy relationships weigh heavily on the side of being nourishing, being supportive, being creative, being fun, being engaging, and a long list of other positive traits that I highlighted earlier that reflect their ability to have a constructive and supportive impact on your mental, emotional, and physical well-being. So keep that in mind. You know, as you strive to continue to develop your skillfulness around forming boundaries and maintaining them, keep that in mind. Healthy relationships are a source of well-being through and through. If you're enjoying the Cadest Own podcast, you can help grow the show by subscribing on Apple and Spotify and by sharing your favorite episodes with your friends and community. I've got lots of resources designed to support you on your growth and deliberate creation journey. I've got many videos on my YouTube channel, including affirmations and guided meditations, a free resources library with tools and worksheets you can use, books on Amazon on a number of different topics on consciousness and co-creation, online courses at my online school, including a free course on understanding the levels of consciousness. And I also share tips regularly on my blog and my newsletter and on my social channels. You can learn more and find all of these resources on my website at infinite-life.com. The link to my website is in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I'll see you next time on the Cadestone Podcast.